Hey, if you have your Bibles, and I hope that you do, how about you go ahead and turn to John chapter 3. John chapter 3, um, we're going to stand and read together um, John 3, verses 16 and 17. John 3, verses 16 and 17. Give you a moment to get there. John chapter 3. Verses 16 through 17, let's stand and let's fill our homes or wherever you're watching um, with the word of God. Word of God says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Let's pray. Father, we do love you. Jesus, we adore you. Holy Spirit, we desperately need you. In Christ's name, amen, amen. I would like to start with this quote that I saw this week that's just amazing by this author, John Stott. This is what he says. He says, God does not love us because Christ died for us. Christ died for us because God loves us. I'm gonna read that again. God does not love us because Christ died for us. And this is so good. Christ died for us because God loves us, right? We see that love was a driving force, a motivating factor behind the Father's mission, right? Salvation was the goal, not condemnation. Let me say that again. Salvation, the mission of the Father and of the Son was salvation, not condemnation, right? These two verses reveal that the Father is loving, reveals that Jesus is the Savior of the world, and that God is the giver of life. But also these two verses reveal that the Father loves us, that you and I, we are in need of a Savior. And praise God, the good news is if we put our faith and trust, if we believe in the Son, we will have eternal life. So if you're there, let's go down to John chapter three, verse 18. It, it gets better. I don't want to stop at those two verses. We want to keep expounding on and see what God has for us. So verse 18, it says, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. All right, so here we go. Those who what? Believe in the son are not condemned, but those who don't believe in the son right now in their current state, they're condemned already, as the scripture says. So here's the question. What keeps people from believing in Jesus, right? If believing in him, you have eternal life. But if you don't believe in his son, you stand condemned before God under the very wrath of God. What keeps people from believing in Jesus, right? What causes people to not accept Christ and therefore be condemned? What stops that? Well, the verses keep going. Let's, let's keep reading. It says, and this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hate the light and does not come to the light, lest his work should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it might be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Right? 
So we focused early on, John 3, 16, 17, on the father and the love that he has for the world. But now here in the text, it switched to show us what the world loves. So we start off with what the father loves, but now in the text is switching to we see what the world loves. So why don't people believe in the son? Simply put, the world loves darkness. Why does the world love darkness? Well, the world loves darkness because it doesn't want their evil, their wicked works to be exposed, right? The world loves darkness and, 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 what it, and what it can do in the dark. And so simply put, the world loves darkness because it's doing some shady things. So it must stay in the shade so it won't be exposed. The world loves darkness because of what it, because it doesn't want their evil and their wicked works to be exposed. But I need you to catch what it also says about this love. It's not that the world just has a love problem. Look what it says. It says that the world actually hates the light, hates the light. That light has come to the world, but the world has rejected the light. So not only um, does the father love the world, but no, no, no. The world hates the light, wants to keep doing what it does, and that's why it does not come to the light. So let's put this together. It'll be on your screen. Ready? Let's review. God so loved the world that he, what? He gave us his son, not to condemn the world, but so that the world will be saved through him. Light has come to the world and the world has hated and rejected the light, knowing that if it came to the light, their works would be exposed. Man, this light is important, isn't it? What is this light, right? What is this light that has come to the world? Why should the world receive this light instead of rejecting this light? Well, let's see. Turn to John chapter eight. John chapter eight. We're gonna see this story play out and we're gonna answer this question of what is this light that is coming to the world and why should the world receive this light instead of rejecting this light? John chapter eight, we're gonna begin in verse two. John chapter eight, begin in verse two and we're gonna read all the way to verse 12. Ready? Here we go. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and placing her in the midst, they said to him, teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such woman. So what do you say? This they said to test him that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, let him who is, out, who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more, he bent down and wrote on the ground. Verse nine, but when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I con condemn you. Go and from now on sin no more. Verse 12, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light 
of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Here's the question. Who is the light of the world? Jesus is. Jesus is the light of the world. Second question, why should we receive him? Why should we receive this light instead of rejecting it? Well, since Jesus is the light of the world, we should receive him. We should believe in him because like this woman, he didn't reject us while we were in our darkness, right? Why should we receive the light of the world? Because like this woman, Jesus did not reject us while we were still in our darkness. Darkness. While we loved our sins, he loved us enough to die for our sins and to offer us forgiveness. Isn't that beautiful? Why should we receive him? Because he didn't reject us. In him, there is no darkness at all, but he receives people who are in love with their darkness. He paid the penalty for that. So let's review this story, just like we reviewed John 3. Let's review John 8 so far. Let's review. Jesus comes onto the scene, doesn't condemn this woman, saves her from her accusers, says, I am the light of the world, and exposes the sins that live in the deepest, darkest places in the hearts of man. Does this sound familiar to anybody, right? Doesn't this reflect what we saw in John chapter 3? Right. I want you to see, church, uh, what, what I'm saying. I need you to see it. Right. John three, we see a son who was sent not to condemn the world, but to save it. It says that the light has come. But men, what? They rejected that light because they loved the darkness because they didn't want their sins exposed. And now we see here in John eight, Jesus arrives on the scene, who is the son, does not condemn the woman. Seriously, looks at her and says, neither do I condemn you. Saves her from her accusers, says that he is the light of the world and begins and proceeds to expose the sins of those around her. You could be thinking, well, I get the exposed in John chapter three because it says it, but where is it here in John chapter eight? How is Jesus exposing the evil of that time? Well, for starters, we can clearly see in the story um, about the woman that they are more concerned about her experiencing a brutal death than her healing, than her restoration, than seeing a woman in her brokenness and trying to restore her back into a community. The way Jesus loves her and speaks to her exposes their motives, exposes their heart. But it gets even crazier here in John chapter eight. Let's keep reading to see how important the revelation of Jesus being the light of the world is and how this leads to what the sins of the world being exposed. So John chapter eight, still same chapter, but I want you to go down to verse 39. Go to verse 39. Here it is. They answered him, right? They, them, him, Jesus. Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works your father did. They said to him, we are not born of sexual immorality. 
We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, verse 42, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Verse 43, why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil. Ouch. And your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. Verse 45, but because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell you the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. Whoo, Jesus is a bad man, right? Do you see that? You see this light exposing, exposing the darkness. They bring a woman caught in adultery to try to test Jesus so that they could bring a charge against him, right? They tried to reveal and charge the light of the world with darkness. They try to reveal Jesus's darkness, not understanding that he is light. He is the light of the world. Instead, what ends up happening is that they try to test Jesus, but Jesus flips the script. Since he's the light of the world, he reveals their darkness, right? And we saw that in what we just read. He begins to reveal a couple of things. Here it is. He, be, he, he reveals their sinful theology. Uh, he reveals their murderous hearts. He reveals their, their wicked works. And even saying that the fruit of their lives is from their father, the devil. I mean, he calls them out. He flat out says, yeah, yo, daddy, the devil. Now, have you ever heard this expression that the fruit doesn't fall uh, far from the tree? Well, they're doing exactly what their daddy has done. He's saying, man, you sought to accuse this woman, but now you seek to kill me because you're just like your father. Whoo. Here's the beautiful thing about Jesus. Jesus is doing exactly what his daddy told him to do, right? The fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. Jesus reveals what the father is like because he and the father are one. And since Jesus is the light of the world, light of the world in him, there is no darkness at all. So much so that he is willing to love sinners enough to die on a tree, to bear a cross so that why? To be penalized for our darkness so that we can receive his life, his life and bear the fruit of his spirit. Let me say that again. He is so beautiful. He is so kind. He's so light. He is just so other. Jesus is different, different. There's no one like him that he's willing as the light of the world to enter into our darkness, right? Be penalized for our darkness so that we can receive his light, his life, and be walking by the fruit of his spirit. Hallelujah, church. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. Since Jesus is the light of the world sent from the father, the scriptures teaches us 
what? There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free, free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he what? Condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Jesus says to all those looking for life, I am the light. Jesus says to all those looking for freedom, I am the light. Jesus says to all those looking for forgiveness, I am the light. Jesus says to all those looking to be made whole, I am the light. John 1, 4 through 5, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Praise God. Let's behold the beauty of Jesus, the light of Jesus, so that you and I can become more like him. Praise God that we've been given the gift of faith. So we now believe that Jesus is who he says he is. We believe that he is the light of the world. And so you and I have been transformed. We have been made new. We are now children of the light, of the light. That's why we should pray that God will continue to give us all that we need to love and to live according to this light. One of my uh, friends, as I was preparing for this message, he said, Tim, we have to be careful that we're surgeons with the word of God and not butchers, right? Because the word of God is sharp and it stings. But Jesus, hear me, Jesus loved them so much. He wasn't exposing them to embarrass them. The light came to expose the darkness, not to harm them, but to offer healing so they could see who he is, so they could be restored, right? Jesus not only died for the woman, but he died for the Pharisees and the scribes. He died for those who didn't get it at all. He died for those who was rejecting him even at that time, because he is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So what do we do? How are we supposed to respond to what we have heard? Well, there's this one tool that the team is working on called CBA, Christ, Believe, and Action. And we're going to have that posted um, later this week on our website. And we want you to not just listen tonight and, and just forget about it. We want you to, to, to get around with your family and maybe some friends. And, but, but we want you to open up your word and use this CBA, Christ Believe Action, this tool that we've designed to help you go, man, what is it about Christ that I'm supposed to see in this text? Well, that's clear that he's the light. Man, what am I supposed to believe now? What am I supposed to do with this? Well, one thing we can do is to go to Jesus, understanding that we can bring him not just the good stuff, but our bad stuff, right? That, that we can confess knowing that he's not going to condemn us. There's therefore now no condemnation, no condemnation, none, nada, zip, 
zero. And there is therefore now no condemnation. No, you're, you're free now. You're free to come before the throne of grace now. Not when you get your life together. No, Jesus was able to lay down his life so that you can come to him with your broken one. He will make you whole. He will make you complete. So what are you to do? Well, if you don't know Jesus, listen, I know that life looks a little bit better in the dark. And I know you might be afraid to step into the light. I promise you, I promise you, the light is so much better. I promise you that that darkness is only gonna lead to death, but the light will lead you to life. But for those who already have a relationship with Jesus and you have come to know the light, well, I would love for you to pick up this CBA tool that we're going to post later this week and follow along about ways that you can now be obedient to the word of God and what you've just heard, right? So let's do this. Let's, let's pray together. Let's pray together that what? That God would continue to give us all that we need to love him, to live with him, and for him and to walk as children of the light who walk according to the light. Pray with me. Father, what we know not, teach us. What we have not, please give us. What we are not, please make us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.